galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy podcast. My name is Jesse, who definitely regrets eating a peanut butter sandwich 10 seconds ago. And I'm joined by my friends. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, one of which is Steven, who ate a chicken sandwich. And I'm Austin, and I got a hot dog from Costco, because, <laughs> well, they're delightful. Yeah, can't, can't beat the, uh, the official... Sponsor of the Remembrancer's Retreat, Costco. God, God, I wish they were. <laughs> Free hot dogs for life. Free hot dogs for life. Not that a buck, what is it, a buck 13, a buck 50? Buck 50, and it comes with a drink. Yeah, so it's not like a buck 50 <laughs> is so much far from free for life. Uh, what do we got to talk about today, Jesse? So in the Sons of Horus, got a new Terminator Praetor. who looks kick-ass. I will say... In my opinion, the best uh, Legion Praetor. He's like for no, for a non named character, just Legion Praetor in Terminator armor. He's the best. He it's kicks very a lot nice. of ass. My only problem with him is that he is objectively <laughs> better than every like Terminator character that you would like. Abaddon. He looks better than Abaddon. He does. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I I uh -huh. didn't I put that yeah. caveat in because I couldn't think of all of them in my head as I was saying it. No, but yeah, I'll lay I'll lay that gauntlet down. Better looking than any other model in Terminator plate. Yeah, like um, it's that no, back I banner that just does it for me. It it's his look. Like yeah. he's he's got like he's, he's got the looking swagger. down. He's got uh -huh. the yeah. swagger. He's he's looking. At some poor fucking normal Astartes, you know, who's a foot and a half shorter than him, just going, bro, you have fucked up. Yeah, the amount of fucked up that you have done is large. And a power mall. I'm personally, I don't much care for the back banner, um, mostly because I know that if I had that guy with his banner, that banner is going to snap off mm. within a few days. It's, um, it's true. I don't particularly enjoy like the little square banner pulls. Um, so I would build them without it. But other than that, he's fucking sick. But you could throw that Vexilla onto on any other anything else. Anything else would be great. I really love that they gilded the skulls he's got. Yeah, right. They're mm -hmm. he's, in something. he's not some fucking jackass who just like boiled a skull and bolted it. No, <laughs> he had menials dip that thing in gold because he only hangs the most impressive skulls on his yeah. on his belt. And I think one of them has a legion numeral on it. Um, and it, it's and it probably like 16. It's no, it's, oh no, it's a 10 in front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 15 looks like. No, it's a 16. Or 16. That's, okay. that's X -vi X -V -I. Oh, yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, makes me wonder, like, did that dude kill another 16th Legion officer for his position? I mean, it wouldn't be beyond the reasonable, yeah. uh. Um, I really enjoy the double plating or, of uh, his pauldron. Istvan, maybe. Or Istvan. Yeah. Could have oh, been Istvan. Yeah. Um, I like that his top knot is on his helmet instead of mounted, like, on the carapace of his Terminator arm. I wonder if he can only lean forward for the rest of his life, though. Oh, certainly. <laughs> that is, that is fair, but he's, he's got that signature look. Yeah. It, that dude has come to kick ass. I even like that. And he can't lift his legs very That high. it's not, it's not a straight on, like, the cabling and mm -hmm. the, in the midriff is kind of angled because he's got a little, 
Yep. Yeah. I like the little uh, the little moon motif underneath for like yeah. the lunar wolves. I'm assuming. Oh, There's waste there, and that's a sick ass power. Or wolf. is he one of the Mornival? One of the new Mornival, maybe? Eh, I mean, it's a I generic mean, Praetor, but you could you, you could, could run him. As, yeah, you sure. could run him as. I mean, type Tybalt Mar, right? Wears Terminator armor. Yeah, I I just couldn't remember which of the new ones. Uh, Look at that combi mo- was the Crescent on. Moon. Look at that jam. Mm-hmm. Just so good. And what I like about that combi melta is that it's not a side-by-side combi weapon like yeah. most Terminators have. Over-under. It's the over-under. Yeah, it's the over-under, which gives a more of a rifle look. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like the way that looks on this guy. Uh, again, he's got that sick-ass power maul, because mm-hmm. I guess he wants to pretend he's Horus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will say, they're both, uh, for those of you that don't like either of those weapons... Look, they look imminently removable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it, it's not a hard swap if you want your Praetor to have like an Archaeotech pistol or a Paragon blade of some sort or whatever. Uh, but that's not the thing I like about this guy most. Uh-huh. What's that? The thing I like about this guy most is that you can't tell that he's a son of Horus. Like he's he's got some eyes, right? The eye of Horus iconography mm-hmm. on the yeah. chest and at the waist. Mm-hmm. But if you painted him up as a word bearer or an iron warrior or anybody else, yeah, it it wouldn't take much. He's just a you know a, a traitor. An, yeah, he's yeah. a traitor who has been honored by the war master for whatever reason for being cool, yeah. yep, cool stuff. Wouldn't definitely not take much to like green stuff that uh, chest eye in the front there. I would um. Yeah, I mean, here, hell, I mean, shave that off. That right there, that's my chaplain in Terminator armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's got enough like arrows on him to look generically chaosy. Yeah. Um, which that being said, he'd make a fantastic chaos lord for a Black Legion army. For those of oh, you out yeah. there, mm-hmm. um, he just look. He looks like he's from the Age of Darkness, but he also looks like he could be fucking around in a. In the age of the Imperium. No, this is very much uh, like the friggin' Night Lords trilogy, right? Yeah. This is a guy that made it to the 41st millennium, having only spent like 100 years of real time. And uh, there he is. Uh-huh. I and hope his head's removable, because I, as much as I like the head, it would look really cool with a bare one. Yeah. Just somebody snarling. Yep. Get get an Abaddon head. <laughs> Put an a- I mean, yeah. so like he's got Not so much, idea. he's got so much um, eye iconography on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got the he's got the officers' turges in the front there. If you could take his head, and if his arms are more or less um, modular, that's there's your Abaddon right there. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about his arms, but I I would almost guarantee he's got an extra like he's got a bare head. Probably. Like I can't remember if they've done one that just had a helmeted head. Alpha Legion, but that's it. Yeah, eh, Alpha Legion. though. <laughs> You've already got the Alpha Legion Praetor's head. Just take your spare Alpharius. Yeah. But yeah, this guy is super impressive. And I wonder if they're going to go back and start redoing some other stuff. Because like you said, with like Abaddon. Well, Abaddon's going to look tiny next to this guy because you bet he's going to be true scale. Yeah. Yeah, Abaddon's Abaddon's a little rough. That that face could use a a glow up for sure. Yeah. Well, just just put a helmet on him and there's no problem. Mm. Abaddon should be wearing a helmet. It's dangerous out there. (laughs) It is. You might get stuck inside a termite for millennia. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Good thing nothing like that ever happens to the Sons of Horus. Nope. Never falls down a giant crack and just that. There it is. (laughs) Thanks for coming, boys. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Yeah. Coming soon, I'm sure. Yes. Soon-ish. Oh, that's a cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, back to AT. 
Yeah, the best game. Hooray! Yay! Yep. You'll probably be wondering where's where's part three of our Legio Traitorous coverage. We'll get there We're here. when we get there. We're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> One black coffee. Oh boy, we're gonna run rings around towering knights or towering titans with these cute but scrappy knights. Uh, also revealed on Warcom, we have knight armagers. Yeah, look at them go. Yeah, they're so cute with their delusions of grandeurs and giant chainsaws, right? Uh, and it is hilarious that you can build the double auto cannon one because mm. what good is that possibly doing to anybody anywhere in AT except to shoot down other armagers? But we we no doubt will find out. Yeah, um, they're adorable. You get them at a wondering where these scale three units keep that keep getting mentioned are, are scale here. under three. Scale three and Castorus are three, right? And then Castorus are five. No. Huh? That's under not three? right. The potatoes are five. Well, I don't have any of the cards with me, so I believe you. All right. Um, yeah, so they come in three packs, apparently, from Forge World. Mm -hmm. You can get the kind of regular ones, um, which you've right. seen if you've seen, you know, the mech. 40k versions mm -hmm. yeah, these are the just chainsaw the thermal spear small enough to fit in a 25 mil uh -huh. uh, which is adorable and a little surprising because i i Those thought they i thought they might put them in at but i was actually expecting them to come to a base hmm. and be on like 40s you yeah know, kind of awesome. a, a, a swarm unit. yeah but well, they decided to put them on individual 25s or 28s so I wonder it could if be they are, which, like, cross your fingers, that's because they'll be an epic. So what I wonder is, um, because normally in 40K, when you uh, when you buy armagers or war dogs for uh, knights and traitor knights, you can't really buy them separately. You know, they have to be taken with knights. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder if these are going to be a separate unit of their own. Or purchasable as like an attachment to a night banner. Mm. I don't know. I I don't know how you'd add them to a night banner, considering the banner only has one like wound thing. Yeah. So like if you attach these to profies, are they as hard to kill as profies? Well, no. You probably um, they'll probably be attached. Or to... even Questorus, right? Because these are not as tanky as Questorus by any means. Yeah. Well, so it's probably. I'd imagine it would be a in order to buy a, a what whatever smaller than a banner a pennant of <laughs> armagers you have to have already a, bought a guidon of uh, uh, yeah a sash in order to buy a sash of armagers you have to have already bought a lance of knights I would I would like it to be something where like a knight house thing right a titan legion does not give a shit about these guys no unless you're um, solaria that that being said i still want some uh, <laughs> even even for my titan legio yeah. but i'd like to see it as like yeah you can bring a lance of whatever and you can have you know the three banners make up a lance but you can also take like one banner of these in any given lance so it gives you like an extra unit in the activation or whatever uh they're going to be dirt cheap cuz mm -hmm. they are Tiny. Tiny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are tiny. And I was going to say not great, but they did show a couple of their weapons. So we know their movement 11, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah. They're just flying across the battlefield compared to pretty much everything. And they're agile. And they're agile. Yeah, so, they so they don't, they don't give a shit about, about difficult and dangerous terrain. Uh -huh. Well, parkour difficult, all the way through. But they do care about dangerous. 
That's true. They could <laughs> technically fall into lava. You don't want to be in lava. But you know what? If they here. fall into lava, they're going full speed. <laughs> it's true. They're just trying to run across the lava. Uh, and they gave us a couple of weapons. Uh, the lightning lock, uh, which I think both the lightning lock and the thermal spear are the Mechanicum variant. No, thermal spear is the uh, is the Melta. Oh, it's thing. the baby Melta. Yeah, lightning um, lock is the Mechanicum. Yeah, the Mechanicum and those gun. usually come yeah. paired to a knight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. the lightning lock uh, has a long range of fourteen, short range of eight. You get plus one accuracy at eight. Uh, one die, strength five, rending. So like, meh. Like I, I don't mind rending. Strength five, it's up there. Well, the important to, thing is, is that they at strength five they affect shields. Yes, yeah. like and it's you enough can mass them up. It's enough to affect shields, and hopefully they're cheap enough because it's only one die per gun. Uh-huh. But if these guys are like twelve points a model, then suddenly you can build a shit ton of them. Well, something that I kind of wonder now, looking at the dice value, their scale, how cheap they are, um, is if they'll have something I could see to make them worth taking at least um, is a better ballistic skill. Because when you're that small mm. and you're shooting at something that big, pretty hard to miss. Yeah, there comes a point where if you're designed to fight things your size, if something 50 times bigger than you rolls up, you're probably <laughs> going to hit it. Yeah. Um, and most most stuff already has, what, three-up ballistic skill? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just some little <laughs> little banner of... Uh, Although knights normally run at four-up ballistic skill. Even better than a three. Would still mm-hmm. be pretty good for these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but speaking of pretty good... That thermal spear uh, has a short range of five inches, long range of eight. It's minus one accuracy at long range. One shot, strength eight fusion. <laughs> yep. Ooh, that's uh, nasty. So it's rolling the D10 yep. plus eight at short range. Ah, and that's just as, isn't the um, isn't the knight's thermal cannon strength eight with fusion? Yes. Yes. So, so it's got a, a worse range bracket. Right. Or but, a better one, I should say. Right. Uh, but they're just as dangerous as a as a big knight is. Yeah, with the yeah. with the little thermal spear, which you, is hilarious. If you scroll back up for a second, Jesse. So these things, if I read the article right, um, you get a three pack, but in classic GW fashion, you only get the weapons to make two of one and one of the other. Uh, so the regular knights, you get the little the baby chainsaw and the fusion gun. You get two of those, and then you get one of the dual auto cannon guys. And for the Mechanicum one, you get two with the lightning locks and one with a Gaiji Siege Claw and a Volkite Vugler. Vugler? Uh, I'm not French. I don't know. <laughs> I distinctly remember this episode. When we tried to pronounce it the first time, and oh, the 28 millimeter the came, out. came out the very first time in 28 mil. Here we are again. Time is but a wheel. Uh huh. But yeah, I. I really like, and they're adorable. They got a yeah. little picture of them. They're about, you know, two thirds the size of a regular knight. So these are going to be like smaller than a 28 mil Marine. And what I wonder too is, um, because they're so cheap. It doesn't even come up to a warlord's knee. They're really fast. Uh, these guys would probably make excellent, like the, an excellent purchase just to interact with objectives on the table. Oh yeah. No. Stand in a deployment zone, stand in a quartered table. Mm-hmm. And pray at Bella to yeah, doesn't run, come your way. <laughs> run yeah. to the other side of the field. And stand there. Yeah. And force your enemy to like, oh, God, I got to turn around and shoot at these little assholes mm-hmm. just to yeah. get them out of the way. Question is, will, will, will Warhound Titan would just load it out with uh, Mega Bolters just be able to just... Re- and yeah. that's, that is the well, problem. Well, having read Mortis, <laughs> the answer is yes. 
Yes, definitively so. <laughs> um, Just add one war, warhound and you're like, you're on armature patrol. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which honestly is kind of cool that you're mm-hmm. starting to get, I mean, not a combined arms because it's still a bipedal, monstrously sized war machine, uh-huh. but it's so little. <laughs> yeah, in this scale, it's combined. Uh. Yep. Yeah, pretty yeah, neat. I, I can't wait. This makes me um, wonder... Well, it makes me almost certain, actually, that we're eventually going to get the Dominus Knights, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the step up between the Acastus and the Questorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Running around the little volcano lances and big-ass flamethrowers. <sighs> Beautiful. Imagine harpooning down a Warhound <laughs> as, a, as a set of Dominus Knights. Be pretty cool, man. The Warhounds have been trying to make those harpoon guns good for quite a while now, and these fucking knights are going to come up and just be like, "This is how you do it!" Ha! <laughs> Thunk. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, Warhounds with harpoons, if we're done yeah. talking about these uh, these tiny little buddies, I mean, we can be. I love them to death, but we can be. Um, we're going to get back into Trader Legios, mm-hmm. and. I was reading this book while laying in bed, just, uh, you know, for funsies. Light reading. Light reading, as you do, because as I've said, uh, the Traitor Legio's book, much like the Loyalist Legio's book, uh, expanded greatly on the fluff of the individual Legio's, um, whereas previously they just kind of had, like, a color plate in the book they were introduced in, um, a little bit of flavor text here and there, but Traitor Legio's gives them, like, each a page, two pages of, uh, of cool fluff. And so I wanted to share with you guys some Legio Audax fluff. Legio Audax, turns out, is kind of hilarious, um, if for no other reason than the fact that they made Angron look smart. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Legio Audax, as you may know if you've read Betrayer, uh, is the all Warhound Legio. If you like light legions um, and you enjoy playing traitors, chances are you're probably playing Legio Audax. And for a long time, I'd wondered, why did why does the Legio Audax only use Warhounds um, when largely they are still what you might consider a, um, oh, what's the word? Orthodox? Titan Legio, like you would mm. think that they still adhere to the to most of the battle tactics laid down by the college. Turns out they're not. First, they got fucked up by some aliens, and then they made a big boo-boo on Lauren Alpha. So, Legio Audax was founded on Mars as one of the Emperor's commissioned Titan Legions to really shore up the Great Crusade. Uh, at this point in time, the Crusade was pushing out. It was, But at its outer boundaries was running into more enemies than they, I guess, expected or really equipped to deal with. So uh, their resources were stretched thin. They had they were having a hard time. So the emperor went to Mars and said, hey, build me Titan legions. And Mars said, okay, sure. You're the living embodiment <laughs> of our god, probably. And so Legio Audax is one of those Titan legions. And when they left Mars, uh, they were built quickly. Um, so that's why initially they only had warhounds. But whereas the Emperor envisioned that the Legio Audax would be more or less eternally bound to the Great Crusade and therefore serving in uh, perpetuity while supported by existing Forge uh, Forge Worlds, the Mechanicum decided, meh, no, 
I think we're going to use these guys to establish rights of domain when we find another acceptable place to colonize with a Forge World. So Legio Audax was equipped with several ARC explorators that held the STCs to build Reavers, uh, Warlords, Warbringers, um, etc. But then Legio Audax got into a fight with, and this is kind of hard to pronounce, the, it's spelled Z-L-A-S-S-L-R. Zlasser? Zlasser. Zlasser. Zlassler, yeah, the Zassler Empire, which uh, during boarding actions committed by the uh, the Xenos quote unquote void singers, ended up corrupting all of the Audax STCs. And while their Mechanicum assets were able to recover the ability to uh, build warhounds, they permanently lost the ability to build reavers. Warlords, uh, the other big toys. Well, Warhounds and other scout And other scout titans, yes. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm. Uh, so right off, so there you have Audax kind of on the back foot, only able to deploy uh, Warhounds. And then, a little further in their history, they ran into uh, a system called Lauren Alpha. And Austin can tell you a little bit more about what happened there regarding the so-called Massacre of Lauren Alpha. Yeah, so it was a bad time. <laughs> it was a bad time. Um, really put me on the spot with this one. Yeah, I thought you'd done the research already. I had and promptly <laughs> dumped it. Like <laughs> Just purge, info I, purge. Just, we're done here. If you'd given me like literally five minutes of setup, <laughs> I could have found my notes on this and been able to provide our dear, important listeners a friggin' impressive impromptu quote unquote uh <laughs> discussion on this uh instead here i am buying time desperately uh to figure out what the fuck is happening here <laughs> um so what what ha- what happened all right the spark notes first, spark notes. right because yeah. and honestly we don't know a whole lot more uh lauren alpha was one of those as steven said uh, fairly early conquests by the Great Crusade, uh, which is important because at the time, Great Crusade, like while it was beating the absolute dog shit out of every Xenos it could find, um, early Great Crusade kind of has a rep for being real nice to human civilizations that didn't like cross an obscene line. Yeah, because you don't want to kill them all yet. And uh, Lauren Alpha was kind of the poster child for a human world that hadn't crossed that line. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Legio Audax has a different place for that line. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, further back. And proceeded to massacre the ever-loving shit out of the planet uh, along with, um, I think, the World Eaters? The World Eaters, Yeah, the yeah. World Eaters. Um, and I feel like somebody else was involved tangentially. I know several regiments of Imperial Army got caught up in it. Yeah, yeah. So they got clowned on. They annihilated multiple hive cities, mm-hmm. which, for those of you that are unaware of a hive city's population, they tend to run into the billions. That's with a B. Yeah. Uh, so multiple of those they annihilate. Uh, they then, for reasons that aren't really well documented, also seem to have absolutely slaughtered multiple army regiments. 
probably ones that were like, hey, can you stop? And they were like, yeah, yeah no. Like, <laughs> They've given up. We're going to turn around and march home. And they were like, oh, you're facing tortoise. That's you, a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> you can't possibly be on my side, boss. Yeah. Um, and it did just, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was a bad time for all involved, especially... Well, I would say especially for the Legio Audax, but the Legio Audax survived. The Legio Audax came out fine. This is not one of those things that it's, oh, it's a massacre because the Imperium lost a lot of stuff. There really isn't any indication that apart from the army regiments, the Legio Audax, quote unquote, accidentally slaughtered, (laughs) uh, the Imperium lost much in the way of anything. Yeah. Just, so, uh, just a, a largely compliant world. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, certainly nothing, you know, at, at best it was a 63-19, you know, decapitate the head, everybody else stops fighting sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, at worst, this might have been a friendly compliance gone terribly wrong. Uh, nevertheless, <laughs> this went just utterly to shit. Yeah. So uh, To the point where numerous people... <laughs> We're calling for the complete disillusion of the Legio Audax following, and I quote, the senseless destruction, unquote, uh, that it undertook during that compliance action. Yeah. And it bears noting that up to this point, Audax had already started to get a little excessive with its uh, yeah. with its compliance action. So it wasn't like one day Audax was just bopping along, doing as the youths do. And then the next day, they were <laughs> reducing a planetary population of the dozen of billions to zero. I mean, uh, it doesn't say to zero, just to less. To less. Less than what was previously established. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they had already been getting, like, censure requests. Um, and people were, were yelling for their wrists to be slapped repeatedly and with increasing force up to the point of the Lauren Alpha Massacre. And but it was the massacre at Lauren Alpha that finally made Mars like, ugh, yeah, come we, on, we gotta, and, we okay, gotta put our foot down. We gotta this. do something yeah. about this. Um, so writs of censure were formally drafted and ratified against the Legio Audax, and they were relocated to the training world. And I still don't know how to pronounce this, even after all these years. Bot, bot, b o d t, which bot. world leaders fans among you will recognize as. The de facto home world of the world eaters. And here's the interesting part. They were henceforth banned from regaining the ability to make uh, titans other than scout titans. So reavers, warlords. Yeah, they weren't. None of their tech was replaced. Uh, They were also forbidden. uh, They had the indefinite suspension of the Titan Legion's right to claim a planet for their own. Uh Uh-huh. which is just kind of a kick in the balls. Because mm-hmm. that means you can't resupply. Yeah. So theoretically at this point, you've got them set up for a classic like 40K penitent crusade, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where you just, Where when we ship now? you off, you're just going to fight until you ain't anymore. And <laughs> that'll be the end of that. Yep. And then we'll say that you did okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, because you'll recognize Boat Bot, as the homeworld of the world leaders, naturally, if you've read Betrayer as well, you know this, uh, the Legio Audax hooked up with the world leaders mm-hmm. and went on a bunch of merry uh, compliance actions with them. Yep. Became bros because yeah. nothing tamps down uh, a formation's innate aggression 
Uh, quite like serving alongside Angron and the World Eaters. Yep. So when uh, Audax and the World Eaters liberated Sarum, which then swore basically undying, unconditional fealty to Angron specifically, they kind of got a Forge World in all but name. Um, suddenly they were being resupplied with new Titans. Suddenly they were be giving arms and repairs and ammunition again. Um, and this is where it gets kind of silly. And when I say silly, I mean funny. This is funny as shit. It, it's peak bureaucracy. Because Angron, by dint of sovereignty over Sarum, starts resupplying Audax with stuff that they had previously been banned from having. And then when somebody went to Mars and complained about it, and Mars complained to Angron, Angron's like, Sarum didn't resupply the world, uh, Audax. They resupplied the world leaders. And Mars went, with Warhound Titans? And Angron went, yeah, what of it? <laughs> yeah, do something, nerd. <laughs> you fucking won't. Flick imagine, his nose and everything. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being out-politicked by Angron. It just goes to show that uh, even when a Primarch's real bad at something, they are still better at it than most people. Yeah, they're still Primarchs. Those, those Magi are lucky that the correspondence wasn't delivered by the action of an, a chain axe. <laughs> Just, we're just going to give you 15 minutes with Latara Saren, uh -huh, and then yeah. we're going to leave. What I, what I do, what I would be interested in knowing is whether or not the resupply of Audax was affected by Angron or Lotara, who was like, you've got a world, you've got a Titan Legion here that's practically falling apart, and you've got a Forge World that can resupply it. Why don't you just say that the Forge World is giving your Legion stuff <laughs> and didn't even get past that because Angron had already walked out of the room. So she yeah. looked at the car and was like, I'm giving stuff to Outax. And he's like, bleh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's probably how it was because if I'm remembering Retair right, the, the Titan crews do kind of have that back and forth with Latara yeah. where they're just like, fuck, Angron's at it again. And Latara's like, I know, guys. We're just going to do our best. And just like, All right. Do the thing. Just, uh, yeah, just do the thing. Yeah. So... Uh, to sum up, they fucked up. They were, had their Titans taken away from them and then kept away from them and they didn't care. They were like, you know what? Fine. You see those giant harpoons that the Legion puts on the front of their ships? We're going to use those and we're going to pull down Titans, which they then barter during the heresy to other traitor Titan Legios for more guns and more ammo and more harpoons. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah. But in each of these uh, little Legion bits uh, in the book, there's a paragraph labeled Material Strength, which kind of talks about um, Legion disposition as far as what classes, how many Titans they have, etc. And I know Austin's been talking about the Rapier Titan ever since he saw it in Titan Death. Yes! I want well, it! It's mentioned here. Under Audax's material strength, the denial of heavier battle titans was of little consequence to the princeps of the Legio Audax, who often traded the felled carcasses. Whoops, wrong, wrong sentence. Wrong Here sentence. Uh, <laughs> a little bit lower. However, the Primarch Angron exploited loopholes yes. in the writ of censor, which stated that, quote, the Legio Audax could not field any class denied to it through the malicious corruption enacted by the now rightfully extinct entity known as the Zelasar Empire uh, to augment the Titan Legion's strength. With rapier light scout titans and direwolf heavy scout titans, patterns which have been supplied to the forge fans of Sarum, but not the ember wolves. So essentially, what they said was, you can only make warhounds because you lost all your other battle titan records uh, when the Xenos fucked up. And then Sarum was like, 
hey, guys, did did you get this? No? <laughs> you didn't? Oh, here you go, buddy. Let's, let's yeah. do this. Since Audax did not expressly lose the ability to produce rapiers. Because they never had it to begin with. Because they never had them to begin with. There's technically no nothing wrong with giving it to them. To quote Futurama, you are technically correct. The best kind, the of, best correct. kind of correct. So we've been kind of looking at like, well, what's, what's going to be smaller than a Warhound? What's going to be scale five? What's going to be scale seven? Bigger than a Warhound, but smaller than a Reaver. Now we know. Yeah. Dire Wolves. Which is great, because I'm pretty sure that's a Battletech mech, Maybe. if memory serves. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, I've been seeing dire wolves mentioned a lot in some of the other Legio fluffs, and I really just thought it was kind of like um, the Night Gaunt, like a pattern of Reaver or a pattern of Warlord yeah. that just specified a, 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 just a style, a, a loadout. Um, but hey, heavy, battle sc- heavy Scout Titan sounds pretty cool. Really curious to see what they would look like. It is a thing. That's what I thought. It's it's kind of that traditional mech warrior mech. Is did you pull it up from like the old? Oh yeah. Is that mm-hmm. uh, is that the mech warrior mech or is that that's the mech warrior mech? The mech warrior online. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to I want to just Google Direwolf Titan and see if we so get like that's another one. Yeah. And this isn't helping you out, listeners. So I'm going <laughs> I'm going to stop now. But if you Google, you know, Direwolf Mech Warrior. Uh, you'll see some pictures, which actually makes me a little concerned that they perhaps will keep it name only mm. uh, so as not to worry about infringing and being copyrighted and all that other nonsense. We'll see what happens. Uh, but you never know, because I, I like the idea of a heavy Scout Titan. I'm not entirely sure what that would be. Presumably, it would be something Warhound-ish in size, but could pack maybe some of the Reaver weapons. Mm-hmm. A little heavier punch. Yeah, kind of like a, like a Warhound Nemesis almost. Yeah. Although I don't know how you'd Nemesis it. Not without losing um, Although I guess you mobility. could put like one arm as the big gun, and then the or, other arm would or, be like a sighting thing or a tracking thing. Or Yeah. I just would have be... a giant, or just have a big old carapace weapon, and that's about it. Yeah, just yeah. a bigger version of the rapier. That, that's what oh, the, rapier, that's the, the rapier is described yeah. as just a single back weapon. But if the rapier is small, because in my head, it was always mounting like a reaver weapon mm-hmm. on that central chassis. Yeah. But if it's small enough that it's just got like the Hound's plasma blast gun mm-hmm. or like a mega bolter up there, then you could have the bigger version of that. Or even night weapons, like night scale weapons mounted on the rapier, yeah. like a brace of battle cannons and some rockets. Who knows? That would mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so since since we have been talking about the Ember Wolves, do you just want to run through the rules real quick? Yeah, I don't think sure. we did it you last time. We've never. I think maybe we've talked about them when they came out in Shadow and Shadow and Iron, but that was a long time ago. It was. So Legio Audax Ember Wolves. Their Legio trait is called Wolves Among Prey. Unlike nearly all other Titan legions, the Legio Audax relied exclusively on Scout class Titans in warfare, preferring to encircle their prey and slowly tear them apart. A Legio Audax maniple can consist only of titans of scale 6 or lower. Any maniples which has mandatory or optional components containing titans of scale 7 or higher cannot contain Legio Audax titans. So with that, I was maybe to say, we'll, having said just that, we may not be able to see the uh, the heavy, the dire wolf may not be scale 7. Yeah. It might actually it be, have be scale, scale 6. six. Yeah. yeah. To fit in. Yeah. Scale 6 with just like a bigger gun. Hmm. One bigger gun. Who I'd, knows? I'd deal with that thought. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd fucks yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All Legio Audax Titans, oh, any reinforcement Titans declared as Legio Audax must be of scale six or lower. All Legio Audax Titans gain the squadron special rule if they do not already have it and may always form squadrons with other Legio Audax Titans of any type. This includes Titans that belong to another Legio Audax Maniple or Legio Audax Reinforcement Titans. Legio Audax Squadrons can contain up to five Titans unless they can normally contain more. What the hell squadron would be more than five Titans? Rapiers, maybe? God, that would be good. You get like six rapier titans in a formation. Yeah. If a Legio Audax Titan is part of a squadron via this trait, they cannot become part of another squadron for any reason during the battle. The only exception to this rule is if every other titan within their squadron has been destroyed. In this instance, additional squadrons could be formed if a rule allows it, such as the Lupercal mm-hmm. Light Manable, which allows you to switch up who's in what squadron. Yep. Um, so this is kind of interesting. The reason, I think the reason they did they did it this way as opposed to like Solaria who can swap out reavers for warhounds um, is because of their legion specific maniple, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Uh, their other legio trait is called stalk unseen. The Titans of legio Audax are adept at stalking their prey, utilizing the lay of the land to launch murderous ambushes for the duration of the first round attacks made against legio Audax Titans of scale six or lower suffer a negative two modifier to the hit roll. If the Titan is at least, 25% obscured by cover rather than the usual one. Handy. Uh, Very handy. Uh, it's not bad. I'll tell you what. Take a corrupt Legio Audax Titan <clears throat> and you put the um, the Gelid Aura, mm-hmm. I think the one that lets you basically yeah. shift out of. And as long as its shields are up, that's another negative one to hit. Oof. Take that negative three and suck it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that is only for the duration of the first round. Um, but but a titan, but a warhound in the second round is frequently already beside you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much you, more dangerous. Audax is a titan behind yeah, you. Yeah, you thought <laughs> Audax is a titan you. beside you. It's actually Audax. Uh, Legio specific war gear is called reinforced plating. The titans of the Legio Audax are equipped with additional armor plates to somewhat offset the relative lack of armor most scout titans possess. A Legio Audax titan of scale six or lower can be fitted with reinforced plating for fifteen points. Subtract one from the result of armor rolls made against a titan with reinforced plating. That's so good for fifteen points. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's Just extremely handy. A whole bunch of fuck you. Ugh. Warhounds, yeah. and it is just everywhere. It's not like the legs mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's dumb. not like that. A blade, yeah. of, a blade of plating, which goes away after the first crit, it doesn't go away. Yeah, so you get a get a little heavy scout titan already. Um, and then you know them, you love them. Legio specific war gear, Ursus claws. The Legio fought many battles against or alongside the World Eaters Legion and adopted the use of the Ursus claws, oversized harpoons capable of toppling larger titans and rendering them helpless. An Ursus Claw fitted to a Legio Audax Titan has a strength value of four instead of three. Which is great, because that means if you really need that one last shield down, mm-hmm. fire the Ursus Claw. Well, <laughs> actually, Ursus Claws have the bypass rule, so they just go straight through shields anyway. Never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesse will remove that post. Yeah, it's fine. It's I He's won't. not, he's not gonna, no, I don't. gonna let me sound like an idiot on the internet. I mean, where can you be an idiot freely if not on the internet? Other than Congress. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, the Legio Audax's Ursus Claws are scary. Um, because, oh, what is it? Here it is. So Ursus Claws are kind of a, a wild thing now. Um, 
when they first came out, they were kind of garbage. And we're on page 167 is where you can find the uh, weapons charts. Uh, but they since got like FAQ'd. And here is the new uh, Ursus Claw profile. So it's a Warhound weapon. Only the Warhounds can take it. It is strength, or sorry, short range 8, long range 12. So you do got to be close to use it. It has one die. It's normally strength 3. But again, um, Outax takes it up to strength 4. It is a 10-point weapon, and it has two rules, Impale and Specialized. Specialized simply means that um, if it gets disabled once, it cannot be repaired. Which is weird, because it does have a repair weapon thing on it. It does. Hmm. Of a three-up, too. Yeah. Oh, so you can repair it. But you can't use it anymore, and that's basically just to keep people from oh to stop it. it from exploding. I get you. Yeah, all right, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you just sort of like jenison the power pack yeah, or just whatever. Poom- okay, well that's <laughs> safe right. now. Now we've got a big old harpoon stuck on the arm. <laughs> uh, its second rule is impale, which gets kind of wordy, so bear with me. After resolving an attack from an impale weapon against a titan, do not make an armor roll. So you roll to hit, but do not make armor roll. Instead, roll a d6 if the attack hit, adding the strength of the weapon to the result. So for Outax, is anywhere between um, 5 and 10. If uh, resolving an attack from an impale weapon counts as part of a coordinated strike, resolve the attacks of all contributing titans first, making a note of how many attacks from the impale weapon successfully hit. So you add however many people are doing um, coordinated strike onto that d6 roll and that strength value. When rolling a d6, adding the strength value of the impale weapon using the highest strength value of all contributing weapons, and apply a plus one modifier for each impale weapon beyond the first that successfully hit to the result of the roll. (sighs) That's a lot of words. Yeah. Uh, If the total of the roll is equal to or lower than the unit's scale, roll a d6 again. On a one through a three, the target turns 90 degrees to its right. On a four, five, or six, the target turns 90 degrees to its left. If the total of the roll is higher than the target's scale, the target unit turns as described above and then immediately suffers D3 plus one devastating hits to its legs. Devastating hits. Ouch. Not direct hits. Yeah. Yeah. Two points of damage piece. Uh-huh. D3 plus one. So between two and six points of damage. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, If the target unit suffers catastrophic damage as a result of this attack, do not roll on the catastrophic damage table. The target unit automatically suffers the laid low result instead, so the target falls. And can I just say right there, that is already an amazing buff to this weapon from what it was. Because it used to be, if you failed that roll, and again, right, Audax, who's good at this, is failing it most of the time, even with two of them, Mm -hmm. it was fucking you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, not only does that happen, but I don't think it had the automatically laid low result in the old version as well, if memory serves. I think it might have. Um, either way. But it, it's nice that you don't get exploded. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a bonus for a Warhound, because yeah. the main killer of my Warhounds is either me nuking my own reactor <laughs> or whatever they killed blowing up and taking them with them. They went to Valhalla in style. Yep. <laughs> uh, so... Um, if they die, it just falls down. 
Uh, if a natural one is rolled, nothing happens to the target unit, and each unit that contributed to the attack and scored one or more hits against the target unit immediately suffers a devastating hit to their legs and a strength seven hit against any impale weapon that successfully hit as part of the coordinated strike. Attacks made uh, by impale weapons bypass void shields. Uh, just thought of another thing. Whew. So there's quite a few, uh, like, Princeps Senioris traits. Mm -hmm. That is, hey, when you roll on the catastrophic damage table, roll a d10. If you roll equal or higher to the number rolled, ignore the catastrophic damage, mm -hmm. which is a pain in the ass because the damn thing just keeps on living. You don't roll on the chart here. You just mm. die. You just fall down. Yeah. So you don't have that chance. Like, I know one of, one of Jared's Titans traits uh, is, like, on a six up, he just ignores it. Yeah. When you would roll on the catastrophic damage table, um, the generic, the generic Prince of Senora's trait die is hard. Die hard. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is equal or greater. You ignore it. Uh, so, you know, like half the time you're not actually dead unless you get friggin' Ursus Claw, and then you're super dead. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. Turbo dead. Turbo dead. Yeah. So uh, if you stayed with us through all of that, the whole point is Audax jams harpoons into your legs and then rips all the good bits out yes and honestly i uh i totally never realized they faq'd this weapon uh-huh uh and i might have to get me some now i i don't remember what it, pointy sticks i'm not entirely certain what it used to be what anymore it, what it used to be but is, it's much easier to like actually hurt your targets now what it used to be is i'm i'm not sure about the catastrophic damage you automatically get laid low right we're not sure about that what it used to be is you would roll, right, just like above, right? Mm -hmm. Roll a D6, adding the strength value of the impale weapon, using the highest strength value, and add a plus one for each additional. And if it was lower than the target unit scale, then you took the Titans that shot the Ursus Claws would take that leg damage that That's you now true. only get on a natural one. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, gr like, this is just better. Yeah. So, so, like, more than half the time, the old way... You were hurting yourself unless you were Audax and you were bringing like five hounds with them and trying to make it work that way, yeah. which bless all of you that were, right? I saw some people doing it yeah. um, less successfully than, than you would anyone hope. would hope. Uh, and now they're just glory, glory all the way. Before we get too carried away, I do want to touch on the uh, personal traits for the uh, Princeps oh, yeah. and Yorises because some of them are really good. Like the first one, Master of Ambush. The Stalk Unseen Legio trait applies to the Princeps Titan for both the first and second round instead of just the first. So, Which is real nice. It's really nice. For Audax Titans. Um, it's honestly, it's a really cool trait. Um, it almost feels like it's overkill or over defense, I guess. <laughs> uh, because, like Austin said, turn two, those Warhounds are where they need to be. If Typically. You've, if you've just gone straight for it. Yeah. Um, but if you really want to get them line up just perfectly yeah that would it's be nice insurance for when you you know maybe terrains in the way or you had to kick over some knights yeah. before you got where you were going yeah um and or really, if you are lining up that perfect uh ursus claw shot because you want to be behind it when you fire yeah. it off yeah. yeah you do yeah um cole the weak is my favorite outax trait uh aware that a wounded foe is still dangerous the Princeps seek out Titans that are wounded to put them down before they pose a threat. The Princeps Titans can reroll failed armor rolls against a location that has suffered critical damage. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Which the uh, <laughs> the Ursus Claws do so many devastating hits 
that it's going to suffer some critical damage mm-hmm. just by virtue of maxing out the track. Yep. And I will say nothing sucks quite as bad as having that enemy engine with three critical hits in the track and you go into like kick it, right? And you only yeah. hit it once because kicking things is hard. Uh-huh. And it's like, all right, great, but I've kicked you there. Anything but, oh, one. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hit you three times. Oh. oh. We've all seen it happen. Yep. We've all done it. Now you have the opportunity to re-roll them and turn into ones again. Yep. yep. Now you have the opportunity to watch you do it twice. <laughs> yeah, which really is so impressive that your opponent should buy you a beer or something. It's true. Yeah. You so, hey, Audax, getting your free beer. Yeah, it's true. And the last one here, we have a Pack Alpha. Friendly Legio Audax Titans within three inches of the Princeps Titan may re-roll rolls of one when making command checks. Eh. 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 I don't know. I mean, y'all say eh, but we just discussed how the more you corrupt your Titans, the worse your command checks get. But the problem is you're only re-rolling results of one. If it was failed command checks or command checks you failed by one, I'd be much more excited about it. Yeah. That being said, because uh, Scout Titans are typically... Not well, it's a, well, it's a Princeps Titan, so it's going to be, what? Yeah, Legion. five would go to three. Yeah. Because a Warhound is five. But if you corrupt enough to get and twice, then it goes to seven to five. Yeah, seven goes back down to five. Uh, so, I mean, it's re-rolling a one. You can't... You so, never, never yeah. complain about it. Yeah. But... You know, the weird math says it's almost like, you know... You just need to roll a four better at that point. I don't want to think about math. No, my, my beer head says. We, we already did math. We failed <laughs> twice on the air. We're not going back into that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. But that's one extra number that you can roll and hopefully get a chance to It is to another succeed. number that if you roll, you haven't just failed. You've only shamed yourself. And with such a small command range to begin with. Yeah. What are the odds of failing it twice? Yeah. Um, Outax, <laughs> other than uh, Ursus Claus, does have one more trick up their sleeve and it's a doozy is it that they look dead sexy because let's not forget they look dead sexy okay they have two tricks up their sleeve <laughs> one is to honeypot enemy princeps <laughs> into loving their titans they're that oh shit the, the black lava look uh-huh. uh the bone white command head yeah heads on yeah. some um, paneling but no apart from that it's the canis light maniple which is outax exclusive only they can use it. Its mandatory components are three Warhound Titans with optional components of two more Warhound Titans for a total of five Warhound Titans. Warhounds all the way down. And you can squadron all five of them together should you so choose because Outax squadrons can go up to five. Yes. Doesn't make any damn sense why you would, but you can. Activate them all together. I don't know. For Use, that, you want, for that you act one act. That's true. For yeah. the Earth's Claw. Yeah. Just 10 Ursus Claws in a single squadron of hounds. And Take down that has... War Master and laugh. Ha ha. God, if you did. If you could, and you know if what? They can that's bring down a an bad imperator. way. You can that's bring a... down a War Master. That's true. That's not a bad way of doing it either. Uh, <laughs> it's just devastating hits because the damn things are armor a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just bypass the actual armor value. And the trillion shields that they roll six for Paradise to get back up. They are scale 12, though. You got to roll fairly high. That's true. That's why you got to bring the five harpoons because they stack, right? Yeah, the roll, that's true. The roll stacks. Yeah. So it would be a strength nine. Yeah. So the Canis Light Maniple's uh, Maniple trait is actually that gets you to thirteen. Also wordy. So no nine. Math. Strap in. Strap in now. We're ignoring math. We're going straight to the Canis Light Maniple. <laughs> it's called Pack Ambush. Woo! <laughs> 
Uh, I, I like how your call for that is just to do it. To, to make do the it. sound. <laughs> uh, Canis Light Maniples can only include Legio Audax Titans. Oh, Titans with this maniple do not deploy as normal. Instead, at the start of deployment, after, re- after arranging Titans into squadrons, the controlling player places a number of markers equal to the number of Titans in this maniple. These markers can be placed anywhere on the battlefield, more than six inches from the enemy deployment zone. Titans from this maniple count as deployed for the purposes of determining which player finished deploying first. When both players have finished deploying as normal, Titans from this maniple can then be deployed anywhere within three inches of a pash p- Holy shit. pack ambush marker. Holy shit. Any Titan deployed in this manner outside of the controlling player's deployment zone must be at least 50 obs- 50% obscured from an enemy unit mm. within line of sight to that Titan. That could be tricky. If a Titan cannot be placed within three inches of a pack ambush marker in this way, they must be deployed in the controlling player's deployment zone following all the normal rules. If a player has more than one Canis Light Maniple, each maniple beyond the first gives only one extra pack ambush marker. Pack ambush markers are shared between maniples. <laughs> and that is why Stock Unseen is so mean. Because you're doing this, right? And you're just deploying that way because you gotta. Uh huh. And then you're minus two to hit. Because fuck you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And it's anywhere outside of six inches. But then you can deploy three inches from that. So really- You can be three- Three inches away from the opponent's deployment zone. Well, I mean, whatever size the Warhound base is, but- Because it has to be- Uh, No, anywhere within, not wholly within. Uh So yeah, you might- you might uh, <laughs> just be right be up there. under shields if somebody's right up on that line. We're gonna we're just gonna fire Ursus Claws first I turn. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're right. You get the Ursus Claws anyway. But damn, I've seen uh, and you can fire those from 12 inches away. The trick is the 50 percent obscured. That can that be is tricky. the hard. Yeah, part. that's the hard part for us. We like to play with heavy terrain. Mm-hmm. But I if you're playing at the... Play with the amount of terrain they want you to play with. Yeah. It's true. We do. It's in the book. You can see pictures of it. That's what their yeah. table you looks might have, like. You might have a time playing at Warhammer World with it. But, but I swear to God, Nova 2022, you will play with that amount of terrain. Hell yeah. And that's all we're going to say about that. That's all we're going to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give that the Forrest Gump treatment. That's all that anyone's saying about that. Um, but, ooh boy, I've seen Audax in the wild, I think, twice now. And I, I walked by the table when deployment was happening, and I was like, ah, Canis Light Manable, because of course. Yeah. Um, and then I went off to go play my own game. And my opponent was like, I'm going to go grab a drink or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. It's time to see what's going on at the other tables. Looked over at the Audax tables. This was maybe turn three. Mm. And just so many puppies everywhere. (laughs) And so many dead enemy titans. Yeah. uh, You can just punt a warhound. The problem is it's real hard to punt seven or eight of them. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh... It's only going to get worse. <coughs> that that uh, way down is up quick. It's only it's only getting it worse. It just fuck. You start giving them like the auxiliary shield capacitors and mm. corruptions and things like that to make them even harder to nail. Uh, Which, and, when all you're running is warhounds, yeah, you got you got, you got points to spare. Yeah, unless you're going super crazy, you've got play, good amount of stuff to, to play spend with on armatures. To just screen all of your uh, all of your warhounds. Yeah, although oh. I do hope uh, there is a rule in there that you know if your size six or bigger or eight or bigger, you just trample a fucking armager. Like it doesn't block <laughs> it doesn't block Squish. your line of sight. You just get a free smash attack, go about your day. So Legio Kratos now, when they're moving as part of a path of iron, 
can just fully traverse yeah. over anything that's scale three. Yeah, I remember that from uh, la- last chapter. Uh huh. Yeah. So they just walk over armatures and don't even care. Like, <laughs> oh, and can kick them as they go by. And can kick them as they go by to add like, insult to fuck injury. you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Uh whew. I'm also excited. A good time to thank our patrons. Yeah, sure. It's always Sounds a good time great. to thank our patrons. Yeah, that way we can figure out what he calls himself today. <laughs> uh. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at RR30K Podcast, Instagram at RR30K. If you enjoy our program and would like to subscribe, not subscribe, if you'd like to support us, go over to patreon.com forward slash RR30K Podcast. And right now we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chaplanisar, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Michael Tisdell, Mr. Baldwick, Nicholas Quenga, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, and What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Danny Larson, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Rena the Floof, and Scott LeMay. Thanks, Scott. And finally, our Legion Sergeants Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, M. Sear, Nick Gillen, Noah Atkins, The Zoy, and what do I call myself? Today you are... Jack Bunny. Jack the Bunny. No, Jacked Bunny. Jacked Bunny. Jacked Bunny? Jacked Bunny. Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, I saw it and it spoke to me. (laughs) I was going to name him after one of the princeps of the Legio Audax. Nope. Jacked Bunny is better. Yep. Some other day. I like that. Mm. I like that more. (laughs) I call it how I see it. (laughs) And once again, if you uh, enjoy this program, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. And there you can also find the iterator's itinerary, real weird news of old earth that we got drunk and just We got drunk and did and some of you liked yeah. What's wrong with you, Pete? And now I gotta get drunk and do another one? Why don't you have standards? I'm gonna talk about goddamn emus. Yeah. It's no wargaming. It's just us getting drunk and Not talking about weird shit. Not even references to wargaming. There was one reference. There, there was a single reference that we immediately shot down because we weren't doing wargaming references. Well, all right then. It's for the people, the masses, the plebs, if you will. But yeah, if you'd like Apparently. to... Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Not the plebs, our patrons. Well, presumably because it's not wargaming related. It's for not wargamers as well, who I consider plebeians. And if you'd like to uh, listen to the first episode with uh, Wizards. Sprinkles. Sprinkles. I like how Jesse just rolling right over. Just straight up uh, ninjas and the king of Spain. Yeah. (laughs) Go and become a patron. If you want to hear Steven shit talk the king of Spain. I'll do it again. (laughs) <laughs> Not monarchies, just the king of Spain. We'll do it again in episode two. Let's yeah, let's talk about the uh, the Warmaster okay. Iconoclast. Yep, then we'll wrap it up for today. Yep, scale twelve, momentous. I don't know if we've talked a whole bunch about the actual Warmaster class Titan. Um, I know we talked about it some. We speculated when we saw uh, everything on Warcom. Um, but recently, Warcom... No, we, we did a deep dive. We did a deep dive into it. Okay, cool. So yeah. then all we really have to talk about is the Iconoclast. Yeah. So the Iconoclast is the... Uh, the newest, biggest girl. The newest, biggest, shiniest girl. And she is a Warmaster Titan that has one purpose and one purpose only. 
and that is to drive an enormous chainsaw the size of a hab block through your soft, vulnerable parts. And should you survive, to crumple what is left into a tiny, extremely dense cube <laughs> with a graviton imploder. And I will point out that because it is a Warmaster Iconoclast pattern heavy battle titan and is swinging a chainsaw the size of a hab block at you, all of your parts qualify as soft and squishy. Uh-huh. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Warcom showed us this one and said that it would be included with Titan or Trader Titan Legios, and it has. It is largely, at least function, uh, structurally speaking, identical to the other Warmaster, which is just called the Warmaster. So it is scale 12, uh, has a big, chonky reactor, um, and a lot Eight. of void shields. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven void shields? Yep, seven voids. Oh. Um, she goes four inches. And it keeps that three up for four of them. Ugh. Christ. <laughs> uh, she can go four inches normally, six inches when she boosts it. She has one turn normally, three turns when she boosts it. Um, big giant head track, big giant body track, big giant leg track. BS3, weapon skill five, mm -hmm. uh, six servitor clades. She. Most importantly, that four critical hit track instead of the usual three. Yeah. Oof. All the nasty. Yep. All, All the, the nastiness. Uh, so it bears noting that the Warmaster Iconoclast is considered a separate type of Titan from the Warmaster. Um, you can't take the Suzerain Plasmas on the Iconoclast. You cannot mm. take the Iconoclast weapons on a regular. Yes, um, all the arm weapons are bespoke. Mm -hmm. uh, the shoulder weapons are not. Correct. Nor, I think, is the carapace weapon. Uh, it seems that the carapace weapon is. The it is. standard okay. Warmaster comes with the Revelator missiles. The Iconoclast has the Cruciator Gatling Array. It is a short 10-inch weapon, which really means it can only be fired at other Iconoclasts, or at other Warmasters. Yeah, that is a down. Yeah, um, yeah. But a long range of 30, which is six inches more than other Gatling weapons. Mm -hmm. um, so you can definitely reach out with it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you can touch yeah. them. You'll just never get that bonus for short range. Yeah. Well, unless you're firing at another Warmaster... Because it has a plus one bonus at short range. Well, when you're firing at something the size of a fucking mountain yeah. at short range, I guess you do get a bonus. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I think really what that is, um, because, you know, you you charge, you do your damage with the with the, with the the close combat weapons. Mm -hmm. And if it inexplicably survives, you call shot the Cruciator Gatling into whatever, whatever it is you were shooting at. Um, because at that range, you know, called shots is only negative one. And the accuracy bonus is yes. plus one. You can so call shot to death your opposing Warmaster Titan. Yeah. Uh, should it ever come to that. And with 12 strength six dice, you can get the job done. You can. Because it also comes with ordnance. Yep. Even yeah. even with the other guy's armor being 13 minimum. Yeah. Um, but let's be honest. You didn't bring the Warmaster Iconoclast so that you can shoot stuff with a, uh, with a Cruciator Gatling Array. You brought it for the Desolator Chainsword, mm -hmm. which, fun fact, is the same size as a Battlefleet Gothic Desolator Battleship. Huh. <laughs> yeah. look, at, look at that fun. Little little fun little Easter egg for you. Yeah. It's a true thing that I just made up. Aww. <laughs> it probably is the same size. It is real big. Uh -huh. The Desolator's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Desolator Chainsword has a short range of four and no long range. 
Now, you may be thinking, four inches, why should I care? It's because <laughs> most melee weapons have a range of two. Because it's all how you use it. It's true. It's not the size of the chainsword. <laughs> it's... Tell me, Stephen, why would four inches matter? Because most melee weapons are two inches. <laughs> you fucking dirty old men. Christ. You can't just softball it in like that. I can. <laughs> and you, you can... You can uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Holy disappointed, shit. Jared. Is this thing painful? Four dice. Again, most melee weapons have two. Mm-hmm. Strength, 10. Mm-hmm. Melee, rending. So it's like a chain fist, but bigger. Uh, and it bypasses void shields, which... It's important because it has that four inch range. Uh huh. You can stand uh-huh. outside of four inches and still just chainsaw the shit. They can't smash you, but and you can you sure can't... as fuck chainsaw them. <laughs> and more importantly, your seven shields that you have six repair clades to keep up aren't wasted because you have to get under somebody's shields mm-hmm. uh, to get them. Yeah. Uh, what's the weapon skill bonus for that? Uh, it is merely a plus one. So it's only hitting on fours. Yeah. Only hitting on fours, but that's okay. That's okay, uh, because oh boy! Because if you hit twice, you've you've killed them. something. Yeah, uh. yeah. Um, well, honestly, I don't know if the Desolator is the is the Titan killing weapon, um, but the Kriya Siege Drill certainly might be. Now that's a two inch weapon, like most of the other melee weapons, um, but that has a plus two at its short range. So now you're hitting on threes. On threes, respectable. Called shots for free. Do love it. Three dice. Mm-hmm. Strength thirteen. Christ. <laughs> hey, that that's auto not crits all, a hound. And that's not even the worst part. That's not even the worst part because you know how you've got this giant eight-spot reactor track. I do. Yeah, go ahead and give it draining so that it can have fusion. <laughs> thirteen plus D ten plus D ten. <laughs> Three hits at strength thirteen D plus D ten. And what? So a four uh, is critting a warlord, a mm-hmm. fresh warlord. Yeah, yeah. Then you follow up with the chain sword, um, and they all go to the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and then three you, crits. And then if for Most some likely. inexplicable reason, and you only have to push it once to get draining uh, for all three dice. Yeah. And if for some inexplicable reason it's lived, you can still kick it to death. <laughs> That's true. You can't smash attack at strength twelve. Yeah. <laughs> not to be fucked with. Yeah. Well, that's still, it's not its final trick uh, because it has the Creus Grav Imploder inside the Creus Siege Drill. God, oh, this, no. This is going to make me just become a traitor Legio player, isn't it? No, no, no. Loyalists no, no. can Loyalist take it. Loyalists can take the yeah. Iconoclast? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Well, don't you fret. Oh, fuck. Don't yeah, yeah. Loyal servants man. of the Emperor. Awesome. Take note. Yeah, just change a couple of I, the, maybe change the Desolator name. Just like to mention my faith was never changed one bit. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking Dark He's Angels been a Dark players. Angels player the whole time. <laughs> His faith has never wavered. Yeah. Faith in who, though? That's the question. Anyway, Kreis Grav Imploder. <laughs> yeah, this has a short range of two and a long range of eight, so... It's a gun. It's a gun. Sure. Um, But at short range, it has a plus two accuracy. So, you know, delightful. You're going to hit on twos. It has a plus three accuracy. No, plus two. All right. And it's weapon skill five. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, at that range, you use your weapon skill. Yeah. Maps, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. But two still, more dice. Three two is not dice. bad. Uh, two more dice at strength 12. So it's slightly less impressive than, so the, impl- than the drill. Yeah. But, uh, in sh- at short range, it has melee and rending. 
So again, you get that extra D3. Calling the shot. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is pretty cool. I like this uh, mix of a melee weapon plus mm -hmm. And at long range, range when you fire it as a gun, it has concussive, oh. draining, ordnance, and quake. Oh. That Ooh. sucks so bad. Ooh, boy. Oh, I'm going to get my reaver into range, and then I'm going to charge that and just punch. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so you strip the shields down with that Cruciator Gatling array on that Warhound, and then once Warmaster. it comes closer. What's, what's the long range on this? Uh, eight inches. Yeah, once it comes closer. Okay. Or you, because the Warhound has to come closer if it, it wants to get It's a certainly not re-sparking those voids. Yeah, it's not going to re-spark those voids in time, and all those Outax Titans need to get in close. No, they uh, don't. They can stay at 12. Yeah, but you're not going to stay at 12 at that point. It's true, you're not. You <laughs> get the kinetic transducers we'll get to here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so you run up, and then they find out for fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I do like these uh, kinetic transducers. It's the auxiliary reactor system, which I think can be taken by anybody. It didn't say that it's It's not specific. specific. So you yeah. could technically equip the other one with it. Yeah. Um, and you might want to, because it is fun. If a Titan with this upgrade moves five inches or more during the movement phase, remember boosted speed is six. So mm -hmm. barring trader stuff or Legio abilities, you got a boost to do it. Uh, add one to the strength of all weapons with the melee trait it is equipped with for a remainder of that phase, which pushes those 12s to 13s uh -huh, the 13s and to everything 14s. else to 14s. Because <laughs> it doesn't have smaller melee weapons. <laughs> Because it's a goddamn Warmaster Battle Titan. Um, in addition, a Titan with this upgrade may make a smash attack when moving <laughs> as part of a charge order in addition to any other attacks it makes. So the damn thing charges at you, smashes you for free at strength 13, and then proceeds to do whatever else it wants. Because it still gets to swing with one of the three varieties of melee weapon it has. Yeah. And uh, to add just like icing on the cake, if you really want to go ham, replace, give its little shoulder weapons two mm -hmm. melta cannons mm -hmm. and just <laughs> pop two more strength 11 fusion shots into whatever whatever it is that's somehow still standing. And honestly, I, I don't know if I would go with the melta or the plasma. Um, my heart says plasma because that's just who I am in life. Mm, so you want those double shots. I, I do want the double shots, but I want the double shots paired with that Gatling. Because we've reread all of this, and we're really excited about the melee potential of this Titan mm -hmm. because it's amazing. Nothing will want to get within charge range of this Titan. Yeah. Because and it has a significant die. charge range. And it's got a significant charge range. You know, Eight inches if you play traitor. Uh, longer than that because it's a four-inch sword. Oh, Yeah. So, like, it, it goes a decent ways. You can avoid it if you really want to, yeah. but then you're having to deal with 12 Gatling shots and whatever's in the shoulder mounts, uh, which ain't great. I mean, it's still pricey, right? We're talking more than 500 points for, for the whole It's the whole 850 play. points plus weapons. Oh, 850. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I was... I was right. <laughs> <laughs> it is technically over 500, yes. It is. Uh, it is many, many points. Uh, I points of spending. I can't possibly imagine it makes those points back unless there's another Warmaster on the field. It doesn't matter if you win the game, but that's not what it's about. <laughs> yeah, like the the sheer like the fear factor this will engender. Like I'm I'm not thrilled. Steven's got one. I know because he's been waving the terminal at me. <laughs> I don't know when now. I don't know when I'll deal with it, but I'm gonna at some point. You're gonna have to. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll see how Alea does.
She's got a lot of shields. <laughs> and you can corrupt them too. You can corrupt a war master for even more fun times. Yay, mm-hmm. the funnest of times. You can make them minus one to hit. <laughs> yeah, because those shields are never going down. Not for a long time. Nope. Christ Almighty. Yep. On his throne. Ah, let's see. What'd be a good one to take? Actually, oh, of corruption. Honestly, mean? what I would overwhelming rage. Overwhelming rage would be good. Yeah, just get for that more extra attacks. melee die. <laughs> well, yeah, because you look at the hits and you're like, okay, Kriya Seed Drill, three dice, not a lot. Statistically, you're gonna miss one. Honestly, I'd give it. I'd give it. Um, shit, the Slaneshi one. They let you boost for free because then that also gets you the minus one. Part of natural grace. Yeah, yeah. and then it also yeah. gets you the minus to be hit, and it's just delightful. Actually, warp conduit. Is is pretty funny on it. Pay twenty points to just blap something with a strength ten hit after you fired all those weapons. If it somehow mm. is still standing, a little insurance, yeah. So rude. Uh, demonic bile would be hilarious. It's true. Uh, just chainsaw, drill, gravity weapon, and then vomit on them. Uh. Chitinous carapace, although you can't push it at that point. Demonic icor for that magazine tentation. <laughs> uh, Preternatural regeneration. I guess that's that's, really... that's only for uh, the that's only for ranged weapons. That doesn't mm-hmm. affect melee, does it? Mm-hmm. I I still like Preternatural Grace and Material Shield. Yeah, the the the, the not being I mean, the most elite combo. Plus. It's cheap. You push it for free, and then you're also minus one to be hit. Yeah, what's the command check on the Warmaster? It is a three, right? Three. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have so plenty of So that puts it to five, which is still fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. You'll never have your princeps in yours in it because it's a support, support type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But five isn't bad. And honestly, w- w- what are you doing? I mean, I guess charge, split, full stride. There's stuff you're doing, right? But yeah. Yeah. I was full striding, charging, the, ha- the having them, the smoking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I've got it. I actually have both War Masters. I have the Shooty War Master for Legio and Furnace, and I have the Melee War Master for um, my Corsair Maniple, which, uh, now that Corrupted Titans is out, it's time to rebuild, reconvert. Can you take a War Master and a Corsair? I mean, you can take it as a support Titan to a oh, Corsair. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, if <laughs> you start. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't take it at any Maniples. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I thought. Not yet, until inevitably in the the War Master Battle Maniple of (laughs) King Dicking It. Yeah. It's just one of of these and four warlords. Yeah. Inevitably, when 2026, uh, when the support cycle for Titanicus has inevitably run out and they need to just publish an End Times-esque book with all sorts of crazy shit, uh, War Master (laughs) Battle Line (laughs) Desolation Maniple... Yep. Um, It'll be good times. It will be good times. But I reckon that's about all we got tonight. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we got. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out. Next time. And maybe we'll finally get down to nights. And stratagems. And stratagems, yeah. We could have read straight out of the book this time, but there was too many cool things to talk about. A lot of cool things to talk about. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed your time here. Once again, keep those dice rolling. My name's Jesse. I'm Steven. I'm Austin. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.